Welcome to the Filipino American Women Project, a podcast show that shares stories and life lessons told by individuals living or have lived in America that are of Filipino descent and identify as female. I'm your host, Jen Amos, a fellow Filipino American woman, and I'm excited for you to join us. Let's get started. everyone. I am super excited to be introducing all of you to a, an amazing woman, founder of Entrepreneurship. Also, um, she runs the Entrepreneurship Ecosystem Builder, and she is an integrative coach to entrepreneurial women, Anna Marie Cruz. Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. So Anna and I, just, just so you all know, uh, I had followed Anna's Instagram account, uh, Entrepreneurship. It's entrepreneur. It's like it's entrepreneurship, but the preneur is panai in the middle, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I found her on Instagram way back when when I started the Filipino American Woman Project. And I remember Anna that you had I think at the time you had like three hundred followers or something, and now now you have thousands of followers on your Instagram. And I, I uh, before we really like dive into your story, I, I want I'd love for you to just share what that experience has been like uh, growing this growing this brand. Yeah. Oh, that's a really great question. And it's funny because I feel like we were stalking each other. Like <laughs> I was looking at all the cool stuff you were doing, not just with um, with telling stories, but also your entrepreneurial path. And I feel like we had been in touch way back in the day when you were doing a lot of work in San Diego for consulting and for um, even for one of the, maybe one of the local universities teaching some classes or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's kind of funny, you know, we, uh, we really attract people who are aligned in, you know, in, in many ways, but definitely I, I believe in energy and I believe in, um, in, attracting, um, you know, you, your vibe attract your, your tribe kind of thing. Yes. And um, that's what I've been seeing with growing this brand. I mean, it's really about what, what we're putting out there is what comes back to us. And um, what I'm putting out there is a lot of, uh, you know, really shining the light on a lot of the women in our community uh, doing extraordinary things in their ordinary, what they would consider their ordinary lives, meaning that they're just, you know, in pursuit of what they are passionate about. And um, it's so cool to see that. And it's so cool to see it in uh, different, different facets and different industries. So I feel like the growth has, has really just, um, it's been happening organically, but it's because of what I'm putting out there is what's Mm -hmm. resonating. and, And it, you know, it, it makes sense to me, but it's really interesting to see too. Yes. And I have to say that your brand or with entrepreneurship, it's just very affirming because especially for me, when um, in my, in my early twenties, when I started to pursue sales and start my own business, I thought I was the only one doing it. Like I wasn't aware of anyone in my family, uh, at least that were here in the States that were running businesses or anything. And so, you know, just to be able to know that there's this, you know, worldwide network of fellow Mm -hmm. Filipinas hustling is really inspiring and affirming. And uh, I just want to thank you for 
doing it, for creating it, and for um, continuing to support uh, support Filipino women. Uh, and also, thank you for supporting my sister's play uh, show as well. She had a, <laughs> she had her um, production uh, just last weekend in in New York, and she said that you two spoke, and <laughs> she told me that you said that we sound alike. <laughs> yeah. I I told her I could see the the resemblance in the voice and yeah, uh, yeah and it was it was kind of cool because I I felt like I was kind of talking to you in a way, <laughs> <laughs> but she had the same you know very vibrant and energetic um, uh, voice and and um, just funk to her, so yeah it was fun to connect and it's amazing to see you both I mean although you're you're in the East Coast now um, you know the West Coast is the best coast, but it's great to see you both doing <laughs> awesome stuff out there. I shouldn't say that because I'll be going there for entrepreneurship events. <laughs> you stay the West Coast. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I don't take any offense to that. I, at this point in my life, I love both of the coasts. I think they're both, so they're apples and oranges. You really, yeah, you, really you can't compare. Yeah. Exactly. It's just, they're so beautiful and, and amazing and you get so many different experiences and I'm just grateful that um I was able to move out here now I'm I'm more grateful now than when I first moved <laughs> uh, yeah well I, it's summer now I mean, right <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing it's it's yeah. like we you know we live near the beach and so oh, it's yeah it's amazing um it's it was worth the wait like going through the four seasons like mm. it was <laughs> <laughs> the way. Um, but anyway, this isn't about me <laughs> talking about you, Anna. So um, why don't uh, why don't we uh, kind of just dive in uh, into into your story and uh, tell us where you currently reside and a little bit about your family background. What like, why are you a Filipino American woman today? Sure. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, by the way, <laughs> just real quick, when you were talking about, uh, you know, Filipino entrepreneurs, I have to just say, a common theme that I'm noticing is, mm -hmm. uh, to your point about not really seeing other Filipinas in entrepreneurship or in business, even though there are, you know, there are so many of us. The mm -hmm. common theme is this pressure to go a certain path in in our careers, whether it's nursing, engineering, you know, kind of this this very set academic plus career path, and mm -hmm. entrepreneurship being like the scariest thing that many Filipino parents do not want for us. So mm -hmm. I just want to mention that. Um, yes. So my background and where I live, um, I'm in Southern California. I currently live in Long Beach, California, and um, I'm all over LA, uh, mm -hmm. both for work and also for um, for a lot of the, the different things I'm working on. And um, the, I guess my Filipino American or Filipino identity, uh, I moved here when I was nine from the Philippines. I was born in Bataan. Uh, my grandfather was part of the death march and um, he survived. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So he, um, the story goes, um, as the story goes, he uh, was able to hide himself in, I guess, kind of like the massive graves that were, would take place as they were, you know, marching and he was able to um, kind of conceal himself in that and, and then was able to survive it and go home. Uh, and, not everyone was able to do so and um, wow. i'm glad that he survived because then my mom was born and of course you know many more generations of us were born um and um so to me bataan is very special and i have you know very deep roots to it that's where i was born i you know i'm 
kind of like a provincial girl and moved to the city to Manila when I was six. Mm -hmm. And when I was only six months old, my dad actually had to leave the country because during martial law, he happened to be on the shoot to kill list. So, Oh my goodness. Yeah. So my mom ended up, um, you know, doing whatever she could to get him out of the country. And here she was, you know, with five kids at the time, Mm -hmm. uh, a teacher. So she was raising us by herself once my, um, dad was able to leave. And, um, at that time he went to, to Europe and, um, worked there. And meanwhile, my mom was, uh, you know, figuring things out on her own. I was the baby at the time. So I got to go with my mom everywhere (laughs) and, you know, speaking of entrepreneurial Filipinas, she always had a sideline. So she was either selling real estate or insurance, Mm. full-time teacher, uh, and she, um, you know, she just was very entrepreneurial, but I didn't, most of us didn't know what that meant. It just felt like mm. it was a normal thing, right? Like she, she was mm-hmm. just trying to piece different things together so she could, she could survive and provide for us. Uh, so when I moved to, well, I, I moved to Manila and then for a couple of years I lived there with an aunt. Um, and then I moved here to the U.S. to reunite with the rest of the family. Um, so my mm-hmm. dad eventually moved out here, and then we started kind of reuniting the family in <laughs> in stages because wow. it's pretty expensive to get you know all five kids kind of in one <laughs> in one load, right? That's yeah. a lot of tickets, but also a lot of things to um, to put in place as far as living situation. So. Yeah, I moved here. Um, at the time, we had a little two-bedroom house with five kids. No, actually, at the time, we had six kids. So another <laughs> another wow. one followed. Uh, so six kids, my parents, my grandparents, and we were living in this two-bedroom house in Lakewood, California. And, you know, during the day, it was comfortable. At night, we would, like, lay out different, you know, things that would convert into beds <laughs> and yeah, we were like packed like sardines. And uh, so today I, you know, I definitely felt very Filipino growing up yet mm-hmm. a different kind of Filipino, kind of like an undercover Filipino, like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, having to figure out how to be American and not being first generation. Um, yeah. To figure out, I purposely, worked on losing my accent and watched a lot of TV the very first year I was here because I didn't want to be made fun of. So I always say, you know, Alvin and the Chipmunks were my, my teachers. (laughs) (laughs) That was my brother's favorite show. (laughs) (laughs) So if I speak a little high, that might be why. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, um, I made a conscious effort to, not be made fun of. And I saw that yeah. with my siblings. I saw that with other family. And then um, as I got older, I kind of would, you know, go back and forth between knowing I was, you know, really Filipina to what is Filipina, what is Filipina American. All right. Jenny was here jumping into the middle of our show, as I always do, to remind you why this show is possible. So, you know, at the end of every episode, I tend to say, if you didn't catch our guest contact info, don't worry, we'll have those in the show notes. Check them out. I worked so hard on them. You're welcome. Well, 
It's been brought to my attention that our show notes are not as easy to find as I thought, which is why starting summer 2020, the Filipino American Woman Project is proud to be partnering with Captivate, the world's only growth-oriented podcast host. Captivate is created for independent podcasters, designed from day one to help you to focus on audience growth and the expansion of your audio influence. One way that Captivate makes our lives easier as independent podcasters is by taking the guesswork out of making a website for your show. That's right, a website for your show. So listeners, starting summer 2020, finding our show notes will be so much easier. All thanks to Captivate. You're welcome, as always. If you're about to start podcasting or are getting burnt out from all the extra work of producing one, like building a website, consider a seven-day free trial, that's right, free, with Captivate by visiting thephilamwoman.com. That's the philam, short for Filipino-American-woman.com. Or, you know, check out our show notes in the meantime, which is in the details section of each episode. Once again, you can visit thephilamwoman.com or visit the details section of this episode. Um, today, I'm 40 years old, and, you know, there's been a lot of stuff that I've processed in my life, and my Filipinaness now is, um, I feel like I can kind of go in and out of the community in a way. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel, it's hard to explain it, but I think you understand what I'm saying. Like, I don't feel like I'm um, dependent on you know, to survive, I don't feel like I'm dependent on just the the Filipino community. Mm. And part of that is, I think, on a large, like in the in the kind of bigger picture, a lot of us are that way because we can assimilate in so many different cultures. So I think um, whether it was intentional or not, I feel like I've I've been able to assimilate in the different environments I've been in. Um, but I'm still 100% Filipina, yes. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes, which I think, I think Filipinas are master chameleons. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think we, I think that is part of our DNA. Is, That's our is, strength too. Yeah, is adapting and it's not like we're changing ourselves. That's who we are. Like that's, mm-hmm. that is us. And I, I just, uh, I loved I, I love that you shared your story. I, I learned a ton about you in just the last five <laughs> minutes of you sharing your story. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's amazing. And I, and I love, uh, now, is it your birthday month or I'm just, I'm just curious. Did your birthday? No. Am I feeling like the sign for this month? I don't even know what it is. Is it Gemini or? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Is it, is it your birthday already? Did I miss it? Is it? Oh, you mean my 40th? Yeah, it was, it was January. So every, every new year is literally a new year for me. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, welcome to a new decade of your life. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been fun. I feel like I've already processed a lot of the stuff I've needed to let go in my thirties. So I really welcome this decade. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, you know, because of your background, it makes a lot of sense why um, you do entrepreneurship. I, I am curious to know, because uh, you also mentioned that you're an integrative coach. Um, like what, mm-hmm. what part of your, um, uh, I, I guess I, I think what I'm trying to ask is what led you to do what you're doing today? And this, this kind of also uh, is a question for what does a typical day or week look like for you? Sure. Um, that's, that's an interesting question because I, I can point to one specific experience that has led to a number of things that I've decided in the last probably um, eight years of my life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my experience. Um, I went to grad school for business and um, I ended up going to Vietnam for a microenterprise project working with a um, an indigenous tribe. Um, so there are about 80 or so ethnic tribes in Vietnam. And um, the one that I worked with uh, is called the Katu and they're based in the mountains of um, the Central Highlands. Mm-hmm. And um, I spent uh, six months there, not too long, but not quite, you know, like a vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, that gave me so much space and time to just really think through all the stuff that I didn't realize I was holding on to, all the stuff that I was um, I was not processing and actually suppressing. Mm-hmm. So I, when I was in grad school, um, you know, I, I went into a very competitive and very tough MBA program, and um, the culture of it was very broy. And a lot of MBA programs are because they're 70% men, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this one in particular was in the Midwest. So I I just kind of immersed myself in that. And I actually uh, realized that because of all the challenges I was suppressing and, and feeling, I was drinking a lot. I was, mm. I, I, I gained like 30 pounds and that was the heavy. What? I, yeah. can't, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, it was the, un, I mean, you know, we all process things differently. And, and yeah. for me, I, you know, I, I was eating my emotions. I was drinking my emotions and I went to Vietnam after graduating and I was really at my unhealthiest, both wow. physically and everything else. Mm-hmm. So that time, that, that six months, I mean, I was in the middle of this beautiful, you know, countryside <laughs> town and then I would go to the mountains and um, you know connect with the indigenous tribe so there's no way to avoid feeling kind of you know very connected to the land and to the the people and Mm -hmm. also understanding and realizing oh this is this is life this is this is what matters and then at the same time going back you know to kind of my own private space and thinking about all my first world problems in a way Mm -hmm. and so a lot of these things started to emerge for me and realize, I realized, okay, I'm not healthy mentally. Um, I had a lot of issues with, uh, with my relationships. Um, one being my mom. Mm. So, um, you know, I had shared this with you previously, but when I was young, during all that chaos of, uh, you know, my mom having to take care of all the kids and, mm-hmm. you know, her being spread so thin at some point, I was left to the care of a lot of my relatives and one of them was my cousin and he molested me. And, you know, during, so, so during that time, you know, I, I didn't even understand what was going on, but later on, as I got older, I finally had the courage to share this with my mom and she just kind of silenced me. So this was already in college. And so that experience, which I'm now finding is pretty common. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, for for our book club this month, the book that we're reading is also kind of a similar theme or has that as a theme. And so anyway, I, you know, I, when I share that with my mom in college, she just shut me down and yeah. was more concerned about the peace in the family. Um, yeah. So I just had a really bad relationship with her as a result, or I just had, I had a lot of resentment towards her. Um, So when I was in Vietnam, all this stuff was coming up, right? Like 10, 15 years later. And I realized that 
I really pushed her away. I was very angry at her um, and I needed to repair that. So I ended up asking her if she would spend some time with me in the Philippines after Vietnam. And that time I had with her was so healing for me both for that relationship, but mm -hmm. also because I got to reconnect. It's like I connected with the mother in the motherland and it was healing in so many different ways. Um, and it renewed my sense of identity, but it also renewed my sense of purpose. So yeah. I had just come from this, you know, microenterprise development project. So now I, I kind of had entrepreneurship on, on my mind and also the impact that you could have with business, with entrepreneurship, especially for these women that I worked with. You know, they were 19 weaving um, uh, women who had never done any commerce before. So all these things were going through my mind, like, oh, wow. how do I, how do I continue that work? And, oh, how do I heal myself? And that's, I think really the impetus for the integrative uh, coaching that I do. Mm -hmm. So I not only work with, you know, high achieving women who are, um, whether it's, you know, they're, they're achieving in their careers or they're entrepreneurial, they're, uh, a lot of them, because I, I went through it myself, a lot of them are probably not always looking at, um, at the different areas of themselves. And so that that's the integrative part of the coaching, right? L really yeah. looking at what is, what is out of whack here and what do you want to do to make it right? Um, so yeah, that's, and I, I love being able to do that for, um, for the women that I come across. I, I've worked with business owners, with, you know, executives. And um, the thing is we all go through it. doesn't matter. Yeah. How much you've achieved in life, uh, we all have things that are, can be blocks or can be hurdles, and it's okay. Like you, you are your yeah. your best teacher when it comes to all that stuff. And as a coach, what I do is I just really support people in the process of thinking that through and figuring out their own solution. Yeah, I love it. It's it's um bringing out the best human in us. I feel like it's it's mm -hmm. acknowledging that we. We are, we are all so multidimensional and there's so many layers to us and that's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and let's, let's, let's embrace that and accept that and make the best of it. I think that's mm -hmm. really beautiful. Um, I wanted to add something about, uh, you know, just your story of getting molested. Like my, um, my first cousin in the Philippines, whenever we would visit, um, he would molest me in, in my sleep. And I didn't know what it was at the time. And, and one day I, I fought back and um, he woke me up in the middle of the night and I was like, you ruined my beauty sleep. No. <laughs> but, uh, oh, but anyway, I, I told my mom about it. Same thing. She just, mm -hmm. the first thing she said is, why did you let him do that to you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. mom, I was asleep. How, how, and, and it was really like that point where um, I just kind of checked out with family for a very long time. That was my, my, like I made, a, I kind of made this promise to myself that I was not going to learn my culture. I was not going to learn my language. I was, I was just going to completely remove myself. Yeah. So, yeah. so previous, so before we started this uh, interview, I was telling you that I had this week long road trip with my mom. <laughs> just yeah. happened. And yeah. I have to say that um, we have definitely come a long way. Uh, I, 
I'm just grateful that I got to a place where I was able, I was able to find healing and acceptance, forgiveness. Um, mm-hmm. so that, the, so that the only thing that really, that, that I really had, the only problem I had on this trip was just get, being really annoyed because she was taking a lot of pictures, but that was mm-hmm. it. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's small <laughs> compared to all the other stuff that could be, could still be there. Exactly. I'm super grateful for that. And I, and I appreciate you sharing, sharing such a, um, um, you know, sharing such a vulnerable and and real story that is so common in our community. And I think, I think it's important to normalize uh, talking about it so that that people can find healing. And I'm, I'm really glad that you shared that. So um, we have to wrap up soon (laughs) in a minute. Mm -hmm. And uh, with all that said, I, I think I think um, I want to just get your thoughts. You you mentioned that uh, when I asked you when you were filling out the form, uh, what your biggest life lesson is that you'd like to share on the show. You said mm-hmm. life happens for me, not me. And mm-hmm. um, I think your story, everything you said, really sums that up. But I, I'd love for you to just give your closing thoughts on um, what that what what that life lesson means for you. Yeah, I think it. I think it's a theme that, um, you know, I kind of am living, whether it's entrepreneurship or coaching, it's about taking ownership of your life and your, your decisions and your destiny and being responsible. So Mm -hmm. it's not, it's no longer playing the victim or giving excuses. It's saying, okay, that this happened, let it go. What, what can I do now? Move on. Um, And it's, you know, I'm saying that for myself. I'm not saying like, mm. you need to do this. I'm saying it because I feel like I was in that space for a long time. Hi, everyone. Jen Amos here. Unfortunately, Anna and I got cut off at the very end. And so I just wanted to wrap this up by saying thank you, Anna, so much for your time to share your story and your life lesson for everyone, which is to that life happens for me not to me. And if you want to learn more about Anna Marie Cruz and what she's doing, I highly encourage you encourage you to visit entrepreneurship on Instagram or on their website entrepreneurship.com and see all the amazing things that she's doing. So once again, that's entrepreneurship. It's like entrepreneur except the preneur part is switched to penai. All right, everyone. Thanks so much and we are going to wrap up this episode. And there you have it, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe if you'd like to hear more stories and life lessons told by the Filipino-American woman. If you're interested in sharing your story, please contact us at thefilipinoamericanwoman at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at thefilipinoamericanwoman. Until next time.